If you're a firearms enthusiast like I am, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret, Bear Creek Arsenal. This is a veteran-owned and operated gun manufacturer, Bear Creek Arsenal, that is, based in Sanford, North Carolina. They make high-quality firearms at an incredible value. Learn more about Bear Creek Arsenal at bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. Use promo code buck to get 10% off your first order. One more time, bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck and promo code buck to get 10% off your first order. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show, Friday edition. We are here to guide you into the weekend and hope you have a fantastic time. Uh, we are in Houston, KTRH, our affiliate station down here. We got a big event tonight, Texas Barbecue Beer and Bourbon. It is going to be a lot of fun. Michael Berry, Jesse Kelly, Buck Sexton, and myself hope to meet. Supposedly over a thousand of you will be there for that event. Should be a lot of fun. We had a good time last night here in Houston, Buck. And while we were having a good time, craziness in the political arena, Lindsey Graham went on Sean Hannity's show last night. I know many of you will be listening to Sean Hannity's radio show right out of this show, many different affiliate stations all over the country. But on Fox News last night, Lindsey Graham uh, went on and said somebody in Russia should step up and take out Vladimir Putin. Uh, let's listen to that. And then he's also called for it again this morning. So we'll listen to both of those. He's doubling down on his hope that someone is going to assassinate Vladimir Putin. I want to see what the CIA man himself, Buck Sexton's reaction to this is. I think there's so many interesting dynamics at play in this discussion. But let's start first. Fox News last night with Sean Hannity. What's happened is that Putin looks at Biden. He sized him up. He thinks he can get away with it. And he's going to keep going and going and going, and nobody in the West is going to stop him. How does this end? Somebody in Russia has to step up to the plate. Is there Brutus in Russia? Is there a more successful Colonel Stauffenberg in the <laughs> Russian military? The only way this ends, my friend, is for somebody in Russia to take this guy out. You would be doing your country a great service and the world a great service. All right, that's Sean Hannity. He doubled down on it again this morning earlier asking for people in Russia to assassinate Vladimir Putin. Let's listen to that as well. 
The best way for this to end is have an Elliot Ness, a white herb in Russia, the Russian spring, so to speak, where people rise up and take him down because if he continues to be their leader, then he's going to make you complicit with war crimes. You're a good people. You'll never have a future. Uh, you'll be isolated from the world and you'll live in abject poverty. So I'm hoping somebody in Russia will understand that he's destroying Russia and you need to take this guy out by any means uh, possible. Buck, we have bombed countries historically that have talked about trying to assassinate our leaders. Uh, Iraq back in the day, I remember for sure. This is pretty wild. It's one thing to talk about it behind closed doors. It's another thing basically to encourage it as a high-ranking official like Lindsey Graham is uh, for a senator to say this and argue it last night and today. When you heard this, your first thought as a former CIA guy was what? That Lindsey Graham is being reckless here. Yeah. Uh, That this is not helpful in this moment. No one who has access to Vladimir Putin in Russia at that kind of level, is thinking, oh, well, if Lindsey Graham thinks this would be a good idea, I don't know who, actually, I do know who he's speaking to. It's people who have been caught up in the emotion of the moment, watching him on, on, watching Lindsey Graham on TV, and he gets to sound hawkish and tough on this issue at a time when being calculating and being risk-averse are virtues. Right now, we all want to just sit around and and talk about the great victory of the Ukrainians repelling the Russian invader. I I feel that sentiment, too. I don't want us getting dragged into a war. I don't want us getting in the middle of yet another conflict, especially one in which Ukraine is not a country that the U.S. has a direct national security interest in preserving as a democracy and, and as the sovereign integrity of Ukraine is not something that is top of our list. I mean, there have been several executive orders signed just on the on the legal side of this and it is an interesting legal question because are you trying to assassinate if you bomb saddam hussein's palace and you think he's there how is that is that an assassination attempt or is that a military strike there have been several executive orders uh eo 12333 signed by reagan there was an executive order signed by ford usually specifically singling out the intelligence community because they have concerns about this and you go back to the era of jfk and castro and and the reports and stories about uh, desire to assassinate Fidel Castro, which, as we all know, did not; those were not uh, successful. Um, and so you sit here and you wonder what exactly does what, what the people that would push for this. You know, there's the specifics of Lindsey Graham calling for it, and then there's what the outcome of it would be. So we've addressed a little bit of what is this? What is this guy doing? He's a sitting U.S. senator. Um, and you know what? Let's let's have him come on the show. Actually, I, Lindsey Graham should come on the show and explain why he thinks this would be a good idea. Because the, you know what? The first question I'd ask him is. Okay, who takes over? Who do you think, Senator Graham, is all of a sudden in charge that's so pro-Ukrainian, pro-Western, pro-NATO within the hierarchy? Russia is effectively a mafia state run by former KGB, now turned into oligarchs, who know each other, who work together, and are part of a top-down authoritarianism with Vladimir Putin at the, at the very height of it. There's not a bunch of uh, people around him that have access in the security apparatus of Russia who are great democratic reformers that would end this conflict, as far as we know. We, we're not aware of this. He jails dissent. He jails, uh, right now, Alexei Navalny, the most prominent Russian dissident, is in prison. You know, fraud charge, some trumped-up fraud charge meant to send him away for 15 years. Who's to say that the person who takes over after Putin would even be better? I mean, putting aside for a moment the le- legality and ethics involved in a political assassination of a head of state that we're... Co- 
on the one hand, Clay, the administration, the Biden administration is calling for diplomacy. And on the other hand, you have people calling for no-fly zones, in this case, Lindsey Graham and assassination. This is why it matters that we look at this very clearly and precisely and don't get caught up in the emotions of the moment. I wonder so many additional thoughts that come to me when I hear those comments. First of all, I wonder, and I'm curious what you think about this, is Lindsey Graham freelancing? Or has someone in the American intelligence community gotten to him and said, hey, we need to be making these arguments publicly. Will you do it? Or do you think this is Lindsey Graham basically deciding on his own, hey, this is what I believe? Where do you think the impetus for this comment? Because initially, when I watched this on on Hannity on uh, on last night, I thought to myself, okay, maybe he got ahead of himself. Sometimes you go on television, sometimes you go on radio, and you say things, and they don't come out the way that you intended them, and maybe you got fired up. But when he goes back on the next morning, as we just played this this morning, and doubles down on it, it's a clear intent. I think he went on Sean Hannity's show with the idea that he wants to make this argument. So where's the impetus for you? Do you think to yourself, where is Lindsey Graham getting this idea? Because I do. I wonder why is he doing it, and who put him up to it or is he totally freelancing i think there are people who would say that lindsey graham in recent memory has never seen a war he didn't want someone else to fight um i think that is a criticism of him that is often leveled from even conservatives uh that he is his position is default hawkishness he's one of these individuals who i think hasn't learned very well the lessons of the last 20 years he was a stay as long as a stay forever afghanistan guy he was a more troops in you know an iraq guy he's been somebody who has has taken that position over and over again and i mean i would just wonder and and we we should we should he's invited on he'll do other shows you should do our show at some point and of course he's a republican senator i i think he loves his country and is a patriot and you know we're not i'm not being disrespectful of lindsey graham by analyzing what he says but i do think this is an important moment for us to be very honest about the implications of something like that um and why how would someone feel how would it look clay China has people in concentration camps and has had a for decades had a one child policy is engaged in massive human rights abuses and is a totalitarianism. What would the reaction be if an American politician went on TV and 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 called for any Chinese politician or Chinese leader to be people I think would would have a revulsion from that. I think that there's been a demonization and this is not to say that Putin is not even demonic, but there's been a demonization of him in the public mind such that now people are already equating everything. Everything is Hitler is a, is a problem we face in this country. Vladimir Putin is not Adolf Hitler, okay? Vladimir Putin is somebody who presidents stretching back now for over 20 years have been sitting down with, engaging with, working with on certain issues, working against on other issues. And to think about this in such simplistic and I would say dangerous terms in this moment when this conflict is really just getting going, we are opening phase is something everyone has to really be on guard against. I think, but I think this comes from Graham. I don't think uh, Intel community clay is basically a bunch of lawyers sitting around. I mean, the Intel community is not, if you've watched James Bond, I wish no one ever gave me a tuxedo. I had a lot of memos to write a lot of lattes to drink. Uh, here's the other couple of things. I think one, you mentioned, what if we said it about China? Imagine if a top Chinese official or a top Russian official said, Hey, we need to have Joe Biden assassinated. This would be a monstrous story. Plus, by the way, Russia has proven that they're willing to attack people outside of their country. Uh, the KGB, the the, the Russian uh, intelligence agencies, however you want to classify these actions. 
My immediate thought is, has Lindsey Graham put an incredible target on his back? And can you imagine the acceleration that we could create if Russia decided, hey, we're going to send a message to Lindsey Graham by trying to do something to him? And, and, and all of this is, to me, the danger zone of representing acceleration, right? Uh, we would, I think, and I think you probably agree, if we found a reliable assassination plot against Joe Biden that was being put together by North Korea, by Russia, by China, by somebody who is an Iran enemy of the United States, we would take action in some way against them for that plot. How much different is it to have a top official encouraging other people inside of a country to kill the president? That is a major accelerant to me, and it doesn't seem like it's something that's going to make things better at all. Well, it's incitement to assassination, um, which I think would be a step before uh, conspiracy to assassinate, which is what we've actually seen that in the past. And if I remember correctly, it's been so many years now, one of the... Uh, causes belli of the Iraq war was the belief at one point that they were going, I think that the they George, were going to try to kill our president. They were, they were trying to kill uh, George HW. That's right. HW Bush. The, and then W bombed them. That's right. As a, as a, to take action against them for that plot. Right. So, you know, look, this is, this is where you're getting into, a, there's, there's a lot of a gray here, as I said, with what's a military target versus an assassination target. Um, th- that's going to be something that we also see playing out in Ukraine right now with, oh, yeah, the Russians right now, if the Russians could bomb a building with Zelensky inside of it, would they? I'm sure the answer is yes. So how different is that really? Um, but this is a moment where we have to remind ourselves, what are we really what are we trying to achieve? You know, I think this is where you take a step back and say, because the people that are calling for a no flies and the people that are. I, I think they can't learn the lessons. I think that they I, I don't know why they're incapable of understanding what we've seen in the past, but a no, we have never tried a no-fly zone against a combatant like Russia. That's a total. That's a totally new thing. A no-fly zone over Iraq. We weren't worried about the Iraqi Air Force. We would be worried about the Russian Air Force as well as Russian nuclear capabilities. A whole other level here. So this is where we have to step back and remind ourselves: What do we want? Dare I say, America first? What do we want for our country in this turbulent time? And that's how I think every problem should start from that. You know, what what does America want in this? And I and that might sound it is at some level harsh. And there is something uh, about it that that doesn't sit right with people because we're seeing violence and thousands of civilians being killed in Ukraine. But it gets harder. And I, I knew this from the very beginning. It gets harder to maintain your principles on foreign policy as a cruel and cold world continues to play out in front of you. So we have to we have to sort of steal ourselves for this and get ready for it, because uh, well, we'll come back later. I mean, the former CIA director, and there are a couple of former CIA directors who are unimpressive. There are a few who are idiots. Uh, this one, <laughs> it's just true. I, I knew some of them. This this one is particularly dumb. Uh, we'll come back in and see what he thinks may be happening here in a second. Then we've we've got some mask battle stuff playing out now. Ron DeSantis, I look, you know, it's like Ron DeSantis is sometimes the third guy sitting here with us. It is amazing how often he makes he, the same arguments he, that we do. Yeah, because. It's not enough to allow people to wander around with masks on until they're done with it. it. You have to actually say, stop stop being silly. We'll get into that in a moment. In every category of business, there's an industry winner, a leader, a number one. And in the world of men's underwear, the number one by far is Tommy John. We're happy to have them on board as one of the first sponsors of this program. 
Look, their underwear and loungewear are best in class. I'm wearing a Tommy John hoodie right now. It's the most comfortable thing I own. When you're wearing Tommy John underwear, you're going to be that much more comfy, so you can do everything better. Most people making the Tommy John discovery, they hear about it from people like us. Not just customers, fanatics. Once you order your first gear from Tommy John, it's not long before you're going to make that second order. Three days out of five, maybe more, you're going to see Buck in the studio. That's me, folks, wearing Tommy John loungewear, hoodies, T-shirts, you name it. I love it. Tommy John makes everything so comfortable. The fabric is uniquely soft and got great stretch to it. Plus, it's moisture wicking. With over 17 million pairs sold, men across America love their Tommy John underwear. Shipping and returns are free because every pair is backed by Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. Get 20% off your first order right now at TommyJohn.com slash buck. Go to TommyJohn.com slash buck today for 20% off TommyJohn.com slash buck. See site for details. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. On this program, Clay and I are here to help you cut through the noise, the ulterior motives, to uncover the truths that no one else is going to tell you. That's what our colleague Mark Chaikin does, but for the U.S. stock market. Mark worked on Wall Street for 50 years. Across those decades, he invented three new indices for the NASDAQ and has predicted some of the biggest market shifts of the past decade, including the recent mania in AI stocks. Mark says the majority of Americans are... Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to improving the lives of America's veterans, first responders, and their families. For over 20 years, the foundation has helped America keep its solemn promise to never forget. Tunnel to Towers provides mortgage-free homes to Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders with young kids, builds specially adapted smart homes for severely injured veterans, and is working to eradicate veteran homelessness. David Marshall served in the Army during World War II and fought in the Battle of the Bulge. He has never forgotten the sacrifices of his comrades in arms, nor the efforts of his first responders on 9-11 and in the days and months that followed. He is a loyal and proud Foundation donor. Tunnel of Towers is committed to supporting veterans, first responders, and their families, and so many of them need your help. Join the foundation on its mission to do good and never forget. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel the to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. 
The truth is something that Mr. Putin terribly fears, which is why he's going to try to choke off any type of flow of information about what actually is happening in Ukraine. But in this day of social media, in this day of text messages and emails and other types of things, I am certain that more and more of the accurate information is going to get into Russia. Putin and his henchmen that are around him, I think they believe that the only option they have is to continue with this ferocious intensity and trying to devastate Ukraine. This is only going to lead to, I think, Putin's unraveling. I do believe that Putin's days are numbered, maybe in the double digits. I do believe that former CIA, uh, CIA director John Brennan is a loon, and nobody should listen to him about anything having to do with, well, anything. Welcome back to the Clay and Buck Show. Brennan, you'll recall, was the guy who actually said that what Trump did with Russia collusion was tantamount to treason. That was his phrase. So a sitting president was essentially a traitor to his country, according to this guy, who was uh, very close to Obama, was his White House counterterrorism czar, and and then became CIA director. And the CIA, I will tell you, as, as an alumni of that institution, it just keeps losing. It just keeps losing ground and credibility in the public's eyes uh, every year. I think because of people at the top. It's not the. There are a lot of good men and women who work there, no question. But people at the top, the people who are involved in the policy side of it, uh, they are very politicized. It's unfortunately a, a left of center institution, just like all of the federal bureaucracy is. And Clay, with Brennan saying to, to get into this point here about Putin's days are numbered. Putin fears the truth. The Assad regime had a vicious civil war going on. There were accusations of usage of chemical weapons, you know, airstrikes. The Russians were there. Iran, you know who still runs Syria? The Assad regime. I mean, this notion that if there's enough Facebook videos and enough uh, tweets and text messages, dictators will fall. Dictators tend to be good when they've been in power for decades at one thing. That's staying in power a whole lot longer. No doubt. And he's saying double-digit days, basically, that would mean that he's going to be gone in the next three months. Yeah, I mean, is it ten days pretty, or ninety nine days? Yeah, that's right? a big range, but it is a really big prediction, and it feels to me a bit. And that's why I was talking about uh, with Lindsey Graham where we started the show that many people are trying to speak this into existence, right? Like they desperately want for Vladimir Putin to be gone, and so they are reading all the tea leaves and trying to project that he is going to be gone. And I'm just skeptical that what you think the best outcome is going to be is going to occur. And to your point, we don't know who replaces him. So this idea that you're going to somehow get a pro-Western, pro-democracy leader who is just going to come sweeping in and replace Vladimir Putin seems wildly optimistic and without any basis in reality. Look who replaced the buffoonish drunkard Yeltsin. Vladimir Putin. So you don't always know what you get till you get it, folks. Look, taking care of your car, taking good care of it, is necessary. Maintenance and repairs can be expensive, particularly unplanned repairs. Get yourself set up with CarShield, America's number one auto protection company, and avoid that kind of pain. Whether your car has 5,000 miles on it or 100,000, CarShield has monthly coverage options for all budgets. They make it so easy to get your car fixed. When you need covered repairs, you choose the mechanic, and CarShield takes care of the rest. If you love your car and you're not looking to replace it, get CarShield. When you get covered, you won't have to replace yours. Go to carshield.com slash clay and buck or call 800-391-8888 to save 10% on your plan. That's carshield.com slash clay and buck or call 800-391-8888. A deductible may apply. Welcome back. 
back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show from KTRH down in Houston. We are having a fantastic time. Looking forward to seeing a lot of you at our event, Texas Barbecue Beer and Bourbon, tonight in the Houston area. Buck, one of the big discussion points around Ukraine has been that we are effectively fueling both sides of the conflict. We're giving hundreds of millions of dollars in support and material to Ukraine while we are simultaneously buying 600,000 barrels of oil from Russia every day, giving them tens of millions of dollars every single day as the price of oil continues to go up. And so there has been a discussion surrounding why in the world would we continue to give any money at all to Russia while we're engaged in the sanctions that we're trying to uh, economically provide a great deal of hardship. For a lot them. of a lot of money, by the way, as well. Yes. Right? Yeah. Tens of millions of dollars every day. And so Joe Manchin addressed this. And by the way, Joe Manchin has been one of the most reasonable people uh, in the Democratic Party, maybe by far the most reasonable person. Did you notice uh, at the State of the Union, he actually sat with the Republicans which I thought was somewhat intriguing. We'll see what he decides to do in 2024 in a couple of years, whether he runs for the Senate again, whether he potentially becomes an independent, whether he starts to caucus with Republicans, who knows. But he says, we talked about this the other day, sometimes you have to have difficult discussions. And the question is, okay, if you're not going to take Russian oil, how much more are you willing to pay for gas in order to support Ukraine? He says he'd gladly pay more, but is he talking about paying enough more? Let's listen to cut 15 here. You need a horsepower to run a country. You need a horsepower to be the superpower of the world and be able to have your allies depend on you. And we haven't been there for that. We've throttled back and never throttled back up. That's all I'm saying. And I'll just say this for my own. I would gladly, if, if, if ever is a poll being taken, they said, Joe, would you pay 10 cents more a gallon? to support the people of Ukraine and stop basically the support of Russia. I would gladly pay 10 cents more a gallon. Would you pay a dollar more a gallon? Yeah. I mean, that's the real question, right? 50 cents more. How many people out there would be willing to do that, I think, is a fascinating question. And there would also be other economic implications of it. People would see the energy energy costs would go up, which means all costs go up. We have to, our, our economy is a fossil fuel economy still, despite the Green New Deal and AOC and Biden picking up all that nonsense and running with it. It's still a fossil fuel economy, so when it becomes more expensive, everything becomes pricier. And yeah, to your point, okay, ten cents a gallon more, people might say, yeah, fine, a dollar a gallon more. Let's say, let's say that we were told that you would have uh, a doubling of you know the unemployment rate and twenty or thirty percent, twenty or thirty percent increase in cost of living over the next year or two if this were to happen. I, doubling unemployment, maybe that's too extreme, but I'm just saying, real cost and consequence economically. Do the American people want that? Is, is that something that we would advocate in favor of? Clearly, the Biden administration thinks no, because they're not willing to do this yet. I mean, this is you've got cluster bombs being dropped in Ukraine. You've got reporting about multiple assassination attempts against uh, Zelensky, the president of Ukraine. They're tightening the noose around city after city in Ukraine. They're going after the capital of Kiev. So we're not doing these things. When are we when would we do them, so to speak, from the Biden administration point of view? I think everyone realizes there there are costs we're willing to bear and there are costs that we're not. And I think it's such an intriguing question to contemplate. If we're talking about, there, there are forecasts now, Buck, of the price of oil, a barrel of oil, going to $175 or $180. 
And to put that in context right now, and I don't have the price of oil directly open in front of me, but it was around $110, $115 uh, this week. It's continued to go up. 180 would be an all-time high, effectively. I believe 2008 uh, is the highest uh, the, the price of oil has ever been, and obviously you've got to adjust for inflation and all those things. But I believe we, were, we are rapidly trending towards an all-time high in the price of oil. What is interesting about this is right now we're already at 7.5% interest uh, inflation. So we're probably headed for double-digit inflation as you really analyze just based on the price of energy. And the Biden administration is terrified of inflation being the overriding number one impact. Buck, you can study data on voting patterns. The number one thing that motivates people is the price of gas because they see it, they feel it in a way. I just talked about it earlier this week. It cost me $100 to fill up my car, and I didn't even get it all the way filled up. There are a lot of people like me out there in disbelief when you get to that $100 level to fill up your tank of gas, and you feel that in a way that you might not candidly feel a Big Mac costing a little more or a gallon of milk costing a little bit more. And I think we have to be prepared for the narratives to get about why this is a good thing in the sense of it's the price we pay to stick up for Ukraine. I think you have to be prepared for people to start saying, and I'm going to, I'm talking about those making the decisions, like the Biden administration and the top Pentagon officials who work for him and the Secretary of Defense. And uh, here, for example, is the kind of argument you're going to be hearing going forward more. It's Secretary of State Tony Blinken this morning, uh, and and here he is saying, well, play clip 12. This is an aggression, a challenge, a threat that is relevant to the entire world, because what's at risk First and foremost are literally the lives of Ukrainian men, women, and children. But beyond that, the very fundamental principles that we've established together after two world wars that are so important to keeping peace and security for everyone. Principles that President Putin is egregiously violating every single day. And if we allow those principles to be challenged, as Putin is doing now, with impunity, that will open a Pandora's box of trouble for not just us, but quite frankly, for the entire world. The whole world, Clay, a Pandora's box for the whole world, he's saying here. Hold on a second. What are these principles exactly? I mean, everyone opposes innocents being killed and everyone opposes aggressive war on, on moral grounds. Okay, that has been something that occurs, and we have we have actually been involved in wars, as we know, over the last 20 years, multiple times. So what does this mean? Why... You know, he says we have to stand up for a principle to what extent? He also says that we're not uh, that that this is effectively going without punishment on Putin's part. No, we're doing economic things. We're doing the things that the diplomatic set always claims will be effective as a means of preventing conflict. It, it just feels like there's a there's a whole there's a whole set of the national security apparatus in this country and in the West more generally that says diplomacy, diplomacy. Oh, actually, things are getting rough. Let's send in the troops and. That's what we're trying to avoid here. That feels like where we're headed is when even when you hear the arguments about no fly zones, when, frankly, we started off the show talking about Lindsey Graham asking for someone to assassinate Vladimir Putin. It feels the longer this goes on that the accelerant continues to grow. And we should mention, by the way, Russia is certainly not without flaw when it comes to assassination plans. 
uh, the Times of London uh, in England is reporting that Vladimir uh, Zelensky has already survived three different discrete assassination attempts by Russia. And you pointed out earlier, Buck, that if Russia had actionable intelligence that Zelensky was in a certain building at a certain point in time, I don't think there's any doubt that they would love to be able to wipe him out. He has become the personification, the symbol of the resistance in Ukraine. And we don't know if he's not there, does the martyrdom live on? Or if he's gone, does that just destroy, in many respects, the resistance itself? Clay, I spent time in two war zones as a, as a, as a civilian analyst for the agency. You've got kids. If your kids were of age, if, if, one, of your, if one of your sons said, uh, I'm 19, I want to go... I want to go fight in Ukraine for these principles. What would you say to him? 100% no. Yep. Now he gets to make his own choice. Right. That's but, the challenge but, of being but, a parent. But what your, is, your dad advice, advice on this one? Yeah. One billion percent, no, you're not going. And you know, the challenge, I think, for so many parents out there is 18-year-olds are technically majority age. When you know that one of your kids is making an awful choice, you can argue against it. And by the way, it doesn't have to be war. It can be they're dating the wrong person or they're deciding to major in the wrong thing or they're not going to college or you think they're taking the wrong job. But I would 1 billion percent fight as hard as I could the idea that he's going to somehow go to Ukraine and fight. And I think the vast majority of people listening to us right now would say the same thing, that they think that's lunacy. Now, there's tens of thousands of people that are evidently pouring into Ukraine right now to take up arms and help fight for Ukraine, which seems wild to me, but it just points to, to me, what an incredible powder keg we are dealing with over there. You saw what happened with the potential dangers of the uh, nuclear plant that got, uh, that got, it looked like it might blow up for a while. I mean, there's people who are doing forecasts right now saying a billion people could die if we end up in a nuclear war scenario here. It just to, to Tony Blinken, Biden, Secretary of State, about, about all the principles, here's a principle. If I had a son who said I wanted to go fight either as a volunteer, as part of this Ukrainian militia, or I'm going to go I, I'm going to go join up because I want to get deployed with 82nd Airborne or I want to go with the Marines and, and fight in Ukraine, I would say I don't think you should do that. I don't want you to do that. This is not our fight. So if that's how I feel or would feel about a son, and you who do have three sons feel, I don't want someone else's son who fights for this country, who serves in uniform for this country, to get deployed to a war that I wouldn't send my own family member to, and neither would you. That's That's exactly right. I think that's exactly right. 20 years ago on 9-11, this nation experienced our worst ever attack on American soil. We witnessed the loss of 2,977 people. Tunnel the Towers Foundation has been supporting America's heroes and their families ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young kids are left behind, Tunnel the Towers pays off their mortgage to lift the financial burden and bring the family stability. For severely injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel the Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling our most severely injured heroes to live more independent lives. And now, thanks to Operation Home Base, Tunnel the Towers is gifting tiny homes to homeless veterans. Our nation's heroes, people who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities, need your help. Help these heroes and their families. Join Tunnel the Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. 
Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. On this program, Clay and I are here to help you cut through the noise, the ulterior motives, to uncover the truths that no one else is going to tell you. That's what our colleague Mark Chaikin does, but for the U.S. stock market. Mark worked on Wall Street for 50 years. Across those decades, he invented three new indices for the NASDAQ and has predicted some of the biggest market shifts of the past decade, including the recent mania in AI stocks. Mark says the majority of Americans are... Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to supporting our nation's first responders and veterans, heroes who put their lives on the line for our communities and our country, heroes like U.S. Army Major Jonathan Turnbull. He sustained devastating injuries at the hands of an ISIS suicide bomber, the complete loss of his left eye, a puncture to his right eye, and he needed more than 20 surgeries and countless hours of rehabilitation. Tunnel to Towers paid off his mortgage and gave Major Turnbull a specially adapted smart home designed for his needs. He moves around his home more easily now. His home also gives him hope. With help from people like you, the Foundation supports families like the Turnbulls. Join Tunnel to Towers in supporting America's heroes, Our nation's severely injured veterans and first responders, homeless veterans, Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel the Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. It's perfect because everybody is working for the weekend here on the Clay and Buck Show, and I'm sure many of you are across the country. We're almost there, folks. Friday. Friday is upon us, plus we've got the Texas Barbecue Beer and Bourbon Blowout here in Houston. Thanks to KTRH for hosting us, Michael Barry and Jesse Kelly for pulling all this together. Bunch of Houstonians going to be celebrating life, freedom, and America with us uh, tonight. We're looking forward to that, to be sure. We also want to get some calls, 800-282-2882 on those phone lines. We have Mike in Lodi, California. Hello, Mike. Hi, how you guys doing? We're good. I, I just called. I wanted to point out that Putin is not the problem here. The Biden administration is the problem. You know, Putin is a is a rabid dog that was contained in his yard with forty dollar an hour or forty dollar a barrel oil and cheap natural gas. And Biden's energy policies have you know, knock the fence down on that yard and let him loose. And all he has to do is glut the world's supply of oil and natural gas with American-produced oil, and the price would drop, and he would lose his funding. You don't even have to stop 
Germany from buying Russian energy. You just have to make it so cheap that Putin can't supply uh, the energy at, at a cost-effective manner to keep his war going. He's always yeah. going to be a rabid dog, and, and it's just pointless to try and, and stop him with sanctions and whatnot. That's not going to touch him. I think one of the big challenges uh, is that OPEC is not willing to increase their production. And that really leaves us, Buck, if we're going to find additional oil with not great options because we can buy from Venezuela or we can buy from Iran. And so we don't want to be encouraging the behavior in either one of those countries. And to the caller's point, certainly not allowing the United States to maximize its overall production of oil. But if the price of oil falls substantially then the American oil companies are disincentivized to pump as much of it out of the ground as well because then they start to lose money. So this is a really complicated situation. And the, the reality is we don't have great options. If I guess we if we could choose one country to buy more from, it would be Saudi Arabia, right? Now, they're, they're obviously not uh, a, uh, a tremendous uh, voice for democracy or freedom. Indeed, either. yes, not, not exactly. Uh... But... Jeffersonian if, democracy. Yeah, if you're comparing Iran, Venezuela, uh, or Russia, and the other option is Saudi Arabia, to me, that's the country that you would hope, based on past relationships with America, would be willing to pump more, but they're not. OPEC Plus just announced earlier this week that effectively they're only going to increase a small amount, which is why the overall price of oil continues to surge. We have Wendy up next in Indianapolis, Indiana. Hey, Wendy. Hi, guys. You know, I've heard you talking about Lindsey Graham here and, you know, asking for somebody to kill Putin. But I don't know if you guys had heard about this Russian businessman who's put a million dollar bounty out on Putin's head for an arrest of him, which probably a Russian or Ukrainian businessman. Well, I thought it was Ukrainian and I started looking it up, actually, because I told your call screener Ukrainian and it is Russian. He actually has asylum here in the U.S. and he he just said. You know what? He he wants to facilitate the denazification of Russia. Those are his words. And he, he was actually asked if he feared any kind of, uh, you know, reprisal from Putin. Well, I, I think and, it is still very much illegal for a private citizen to put out a bounty on, on anyone. So there is that. The state has a monopoly on force. I think... I think it's very unlikely that that would technically be uh, be legal. Clay, am I lawyer? Clay, am I missing something? Well, I just I'm looking at it and saying a million dollars doesn't seem like that much to, <laughs> to to be able to arrest Vladimir Putin. I mean, you're talking about I mean a billion dollars maybe. Oh, wait, so we're putting out the the bounty is for arrest, not for not for uh, a, a I think lethal she said, act. I think is that she right? said okay. yeah. I think she said arrest, but even still, yeah, a that's, million that's dollars gonna, for arrest. I mean, Putin's worth billions and billions. <laughs> yes. It has a massive military and security apparatus. Sorry, I, I thought you said bounty for like the you know this was a dead or alive situation. But if it's uh, taking him alive for a million dollars, that's just uh, grand. That's grandstanding. That's not going to get. It'll be done. a hell of a buy. Yeah, uh, I might... mean they used to put out bounties, the uh, rewards for justice program. I think the FBI had. I mean there were for some of the top Al Qaeda guys. You know, ten million dollars, oh, yeah. fifteen I mean, million dollars. Saddam, bounties. didn't we have like a ten million dollar bounty yeah, on Saddam if you were able to help get us? I think some of them got into the fifteen to twenty million dollar range, yeah. something like that. So I mean, that that's a lot of money now, but that's for taking out a terrorist, not a or or the capture of a terrorist, not a head of state with a massive security apparatus around him. Um, we got, uh, let's see, uh, I we I wanted to get more, but Clay, we're actually at time. You know what I do want to talk about? We got two two things to dive into that aren't Ukraine related in the next hour. 
One is, what is the proper way to deal with people who are still wearing masks, including outside, or still saying that children should be masked? We are fighting the mask hysteria, and so is Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida, among others. We'll talk about it. And then, Clay, do you know that The View put somebody on air who thinks the Constitution is, quote, garbage? Garbage, Clay. Was it Joe Biden? Uh, We'll have some fun. Uh, Also, we're scheduled to be joined by Michael Berry, who many of you listen to in Houston. He also guest hosted for us during the Christmas holiday. He's going to swing by, be in studio here for a bit to talk about the big event we've got going on down in Houston. Two more fun hours rolling for you this Friday. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. These are our first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country, or those who die in the line of duty or are severely injured, and our veterans who fought for our nation's freedoms only to return home, fall on tough times, and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel the Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel the Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young kids, severely injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams, offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.